throughout the mist of time, there have been many secrets to the human race. There have been many great unknowns that are, as the name would suggest, unknowable. Some of these unknowns include Bigfoot, Skunk Ape, Stonehenge, the Hopkinsville Goblins, Good Food at a Burger King, Gluten-Free Tater Tots, Not Washing Black Socks for More Than a Week, Baconless Bacon. You know, there, I'm just saying there's a lot of things that we, as people on this earth, don't understand. Which is why I'm here to introduce you. Hi, I'm I'm yeah. I'm 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 Ryan McDiarmid, and you are now listening to our podcast, uh, Unsolvable Unsolvable Mysteries. Hello, oh, welcome in. Hi. Oh, I'm Andy. I guess I, I'm the co-host on this new show. Exciting. Yes. Um, welcome. Welcome to Unsolvable Mysteries. It, it is our. It is our first episode here on the show. Is this a game show? Well, am I'm, I your Vanna White? The you could be if you wanted to, but. It's not so much a game show in the sense. Well, that Pat Sajak's a racist. So, do you want to do that? Is that? No, I, I will not be your Pat Sajak. I just said I'm Ryan McDiarmid, and this is Unsolvable Mysteries, where we pour over the unsolvable mysteries of the universe. And this week, our first unsolvable mystery is: Why is it so easy to get crud in the cracks of video game controllers? Why Why have they not invented a seamless video game controller that does not accumulate crud as easily as the standard video game controller? So I think the problem here is, I mean, I, it's unsolvable. I don't know why I'm trying. Um, well, we, we postulate, we speculate, we amalgamate, we gyrate, and we come to, I, I guess we kind of ballpark it here on Unsolvable Mysteries. Since this is kind of our first episode, we're still really feeling it out. But I would love to hear your opinion on this. I mean, I'm great with baseless speculation. I was just, I'm just going to guess that people are gross. People are gross. They love to let crud accumulate. They love to make a mess. And they love to listen to podcasts. And this is a podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Emoji Drome. I'm Ryan. I'm Andy. And I really, I really got you all with that whole unsolvable mysteries bit. But you know what? This this is a show about unsolvable mysteries because this week we're talking about the flying saucer emoji. Oh, I'm so excited. I nothing nothing really interests me as much as both UFOs and batshit uh conspiracy theories. So Absolutely. Th- honestly this whole unsolvable mysteries thing has been a fantastic <laughs> intro uh, Good. for me. Well, Let's let's keep it up, you know. Uh, this is this is unsolvable mysteries. We have definitely delved into conspiracy theories on the show before. I think on multiple occasions we have postulated that JFK was both killed by a talking poop emoji named Poo Poo Pete and professional WWE wrestler Big Show. So we are no stranger to the conspiracy theory here on unsolvable mysteries. I would say this week, though, we are looking outwards towards the jfk of aliens i would say and discussing the humble flying saucer who's the j no we need now we need to i mean yes we are talking about the flying saucer it's great it'll be really fun we do need to now figure out who the jfk of aliens is because you've brought this up and i'm not gonna let it go i'm Uh, going to say offhand the jfk of aliens is probably alf 
Because didn't Alf end <laughs> with him? Because, okay, one, Alf fucks. Alf definitely fucks. Alf, oh, I hate that. Well, yeah. A-L-F- he, does love e- he loves eating cats. <laughs> loves eating cats. ALF stands for always loving fucking. So I think that's kind of a clear hate you. And then the third piece of evidence here is that Alf does end on a cliffhanger with his his implied death, correct? Like, doesn't he get captured and taken to be dissected or something like that? So, I think that's what the the TV show ends with, mm-hmm. but I'm, like, 90% sure they made a movie afterwards. That being said, I'm, like, fine. ALF, JFK, like... I, I'm saying that the similarities it, are adding it, up. They're adding up. Both, both, uh... Number one, both hairy. Number two, both horny. Number three, both have acronyms. Number four, both involved in the Cuban Missile Crisis. I think <laughs> the similarities just keep piling up here, and I think that you'd be hard-pressed to find another alien as close to the bit on JFK as Alf himself is. Yeah, I think the only other recommendation I'd make for this position is the alien in Mac and Me. Uh, two criterias here. One, uh, an extended family that does play a like supporting role in their life. Um, you know, I have. A, by the way, I have a, such a deep knowledge of American history. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's obvious yet. Anyway, also much like JFK, I believe the alien from Macamie dies and comes back to life. So, um, so, or I'm misremembering. I think either it's either the alien or the child. The child is the child. shot. Okay, well, so the, okay, okay, hold on. Now, this is a conspiracy theory. Was the child shot, or okay, am I okay, misremembering? Okay, okay. I thought the child... Okay, go ahead. So, this is a conspiracy theory about Mac and Me. In the theatrical cut of Mac and Me, there is the scene where the supermarket explodes and the kid dies, like, as a part of, like, I guess the shockwave. But the conspiracy theory here is that the kid was actually gunned down by a police officer. And, you know, for a while, everyone's like, no, you're misremembering, that's not what happens. But somebody actually found a, like, German cut of Mac and Me, where the kid does roll out in front of the police officers and accidentally gets gunned down by an officer's bullet. So you are right. I think you could also argue that Mac and Me is the JFK of aliens, uh, because of this scene where the kid is shot and then brought back to life, and also because that movie ends with them driving in an open-top convertible down a highway, which I can only assume happens mere minutes before the dad alien is sniped by a, an opposing alien version big of show, the Big Show, by Harvey the Big Oswald. Show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Big Show. Big Show is just kind of like the Men in Black. He's like the uh, he's the dog, the bounty hunter of Men in Black, where he plays rougher, doesn't quite play by the rules, and he isn't afraid to bring his bounty in. Dead. I feel like I've asked this before, but you, have you read Billy Bat? I have not. No. You need to read Billy Bat. I need to finish it, but you need to even just start it. Um, it. Our boy Lee uh, is a pivotal character. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that so much. Hey, oh, look, boy. trust Naoki Urasawa like I do. Yeah, I know. I do trust him. I trust him with my life. And I also trust that now that we have talked about the notorious ALF as well as the MACs, which does stand for Mysterious Alien Creature, 
I fucking E.T. ruined uh, media for a few years, huh? It really did. It really kind of did. I love it. I love all the E.T. ripoff bullshit. If ALF stands for always love and fucking, I think MAC stands for stands for. Oh no, I can't. I can't think of a good one fast enough. I failed. Uh, I can, but I don't want to say it. Can okay. I type it to you and then you'll say it? Yeah. I, I just don't... I don't want to be on the record saying these words, you know? Okay, okay. Send it to me. Is it going to be munch a cock? No, no, but that's pretty good. Uh-huh. I, uh... I did... I did this. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got ALF always love... Fu- always love and fucking... And MAC must always come, is what you Very selfish me. lovers, is what I'm implying. So we're talking about the flying saucer emoji here in Emoji Jerome. Andy, would you like <laughs> right, to Right, that's what about? we do. One sec, I need to delete this message in case anybody ever gets into my account and thinks, I don't know. Andy, would you like to tell the folks at home what it is that we do here on Emoji Jerome? Yeah, sure. I feel like it should be clear by now, but what we do here well, this could is be, this could be someone's first episode. No, hey, I'm I'm joke. I mean, our intro. I was like from oh, our intro. Okay. It's fine. Don't I'm worry about saying, it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Someone could get on our Twitter and see what will inevitably be a horny elf thumbnail that I use for this episode. And they you don't know. Be, we could go in a different direction later. We could. We could. I don't want to pull any punches. Andy, please tell the folks what it is that we do here on the show. Right, this right here, as quoted in the Washington Post, is an emoji <laughs> aesthetics podcast. Oh, I love. I feel like I should mention it. That. They're having, they're having a moment right now, right? Everybody loves them. I think, I've, I think, I think you need to pop that during every intro because talking about how Alf stands for always love and fucking, <laughs> and then remembering that we've been interviewed by the Washington Post. You is specifically. The shit. It is the funniest shit of all time, and I will never stop laughing about that. Anyway, as described by the Washington Post, this is an emoji aesthetics podcast. What that means is we take an emoji, in this case, it's the flying saucer, and we look at each variation across each... Across... Across... across. <laughs> I gotta redo this. Wow, I'm really 12 years old, huh? We should, we're both. We're both. As described in the Washington Post, this right here is an emoji aesthetics podcast. What that specifically means is each week we pick an emoji. In this case, we're doing the flying saucer, and we're going to look at each variation across each platform. Uh, Apple, Google, Microsoft, etc. At the end of the show, we're going to pick our favorites, pick our least favorites, answer some audience questions, and hopefully not talk that much about ALF, but we'll see how things go. We'll see how it goes. I think maybe we should watch the Elf movie without having seen the Elf TV series. Apparently, the end of that movie, according to Wikipedia, was just as unsatisfying as the end of the show, so good job on that. Also, apparently Miguel Ferrer is in that, and I love him, love his work. Oh my god, yeah. So maybe we should check that out. Uh, Yeah, we're going to talk about some fucking emoji. Uh, starting off as we do every week with Apple. Now, Emojipedia defines this as a flying saucer, sometimes referred to as an unidentified flying object, shown on some platforms with an alien at the controls and or a beam of light emitting from the base. Uh, This emoji was approved as part of Unicode 10 in 2017 and added to Emoji 5 in the same year. Uh, This is also known as UFO. Now, before we begin, there is delineation between 
just a UFO, which is an unidentified flying object, and a flying saucer, which is generally considered to be alien in origin. Um, that being said, it doesn't really matter for this show, because we're not looking at weird pictures of, like, black dots flying over a farmhouse. We are looking at very explicit, like, alien spacecraft. So, to start us off, we have Apple, and Apple is actually pretty pretty good this week, I would say. I, I kind of dig this one. Yeah, I don't mind it. Apple, um, they do the right approach with this, where they make the actual saucer very shiny and metallic. Um, they've got... I really like the silhouette of the alien in there, throwing up the yeah. horns. Um, yeah. I, those might... They might supposed to be the controls, but I'm... I, I in my mind, this alien is definitely voiced by Jack Black in some sort of Nickelodeon <laughs> feature, uh-huh. and uh, is gonna sing a song about like accepting each other. Yeah, no, I really like that. I agree. I think it's definitely supposed to either be throwing up the horns or waving. I agree that it's good that this is apparently made of mysterious space metals that Tom DeLonge from Blink One Eighty Two is going to purchase on the dark web and research eventually. I also like how this one is kind of askew, sort of like a Dutch angle emoji, if you will, um, which I guess gives the impression that it's swooping in. Yeah, I feel like we're going to see that a lot today, though, right? Because if you just have a flying saucer sort of upright, it might be hard to tell what it is specifically just from its shape. If it's upright, then it's either like a prize capsule in a vending machine or the Great Gazoo, you know? Just, like, coming in on an animation cell to harass Fred Flintstone. I think there is one thing that we kind of need to consider about Apple. You did say that this was voiced by Jack Black. Have we considered that this alien may just be the titular Paul of the film Paul? Is he... is that him? No, I think Paul is voiced by, like, Seth Rogen. Or Seth... is it Seth Rogen or Seth Rogen? Oh, wow. Okay. So I thought you were going to... Wow, that question took a different turn. It's one, it is Rogan. Um, that, <laughs> I thought you were, <laughs> I've never heard Rogan. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought you were going to ask if it was Seth MacFarlane. No, 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 no. Um, it is Seth Rogan. It's very funny. Uh, this is a Simon Pegg and Oh, it, yeah, no, film. it's a very funny movie. I, I've never seen it. Is it actually good? <laughs> no, it's fucking terrible. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Well, you know, uh, Peg and Frost, they did, like, Hot Fuzz and, like, Shaun of the Dead and all that kind of stuff, and those are all fairly good movies. Uh, so I guess this is not part of the Cornetto trilogy. Um, it's part of the the Cornetto, Cornetto shit trilogy, because it's not good. Hey, everyone, hey. welcome to... Welcome to How the... Did This Get Made? This week we're talking about the film Paul... The Snornetto. Yeah, the Snornetto trilogy. More like Pauldron of Shit. Hey, what were they thinking with this one? Yeah, uh, this is some real Paul-ass bullshit. It's it's not quite Paul Blart Mall Cop, but it's certainly Paul. You know, it has the essence of Paul. I don't know what that means. I'd like to move on, put this emoji past us, and talk about Google for a bit. Yeah, that that works for me. I like that Google included a tractor beam. Both of these emojis so far have used this sort of like silver and cyan slash turquoise. I guess that's more of a turquoise aquamarine than cyan. Anyway, I like the color palette that they're both using, but Google doing the tractor beam and having that little like coming off of it. Um, <laughs> it's good. I like it. Can I'm a do, fan so far. Can you do that noise one more time for me? 
Okay, I love that. I that is such a good noise. Oh my god. Thank it's, you. I think uh, this is kind of like what we talked about with the super. I've learned emotion. from the best. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I think this is kind of like what we've talked about with the super villain emoji last week, where those emoji were one very horny. Uh, these are also some very sexual silver discs. I would. Are say. they? Uh, two, this much like the supervillain uses a very defined color palette. A lot of those use the kinds of greens and purples to denote a sense of villainy. These, like you said, use like the blues, the greens, the cyans, the silvers to kind of convey a very futuristic vibe, which I appreciate. And I think uh, I think what I really dig about the Google one is the kind of frosted green dome on it. You know, uh, really like that kind of ghostly green color. I like the lights around the rim. I like the little, like, uh, prongs it has on the bottom. And, of course, I do like that little tractor beam. Can you give me that Can you give me that noise one more time? Okay, thank you. Thank you. I love that. That's yeah, gonna, no problem. That's going to be my new ringtone. Oh, I'm flattered. Do we have anything else to say about Google? I think this one's pretty good. I, I like the green on it quite a bit. Uh, on Google? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Just no, I think it's pretty nice. Um, I... I... I'm of two minds on the like little dots on it. I like the stripe around, um, but I think if it just had that and the tractor beam, it would be enough. If they okay. just went with the sort of like silver gradient, I'd be fine with that. Mm. But that's like a very minor nitpick. It's pretty solid. So you it, think um, you think this is a UFO that's maybe a little too glitzy because it's got two strings of lights. It's just like very. It's going to be very... It's very loud, you mm, know? Okay. Maybe these are like those Japanese truckers that put all the lights on their on their cars, you know? I, there, I know there's a name for that, but, like, they decorate their 18-wheelers with, like, neon lights and, like, flames and things like that. Maybe this is the flying saucer equivalent of that, where they're interstellar truckers and they're really kind of expressing themselves through the outer decorum of their flying saucer. I love that. Um, as far as I'm concerned, that's that that's what it is. Never mind, you fixed it for me. I mean, like <laughs> no, you haven't. I'm still gonna like probably not pick it for my favorite or anything. Mm. But I don't like dislike it as much. Like, good job. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty all right. Microsoft is one of those ones that we mentioned, which are not positioned to skew. You are just looking at this emoji straight on, and uh, there's something a little bit different about this one, Andy. Do you want to kind of tell us what that is? Well, once again, we have a pal waving, but we can clearly see the alien on this one. There's yeah. like, there's a full face in there. We can see a pretty detailed hand. Um, I like the sheen on the glass. It does, it does kind of look like a, um, you know, the Kinder Surprise. I guess they don't have those in America, huh? I mean, I'm aware of a Kinder Surprise. Yeah, but you know how the the Kinder Surprise... I guess it's not quite a Kinder Surprise. It's more like a capsule machine. But it that's what the top looks like. The, like, you have to, like, pop it off. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, the bottom it looks like it's all right. I kind of don't love the weird... Um, I'm going to call it a salad uh, spinner shape. <laughs> Okay. Do you okay. know what I mean, though? Where it's got the sort of, like, segmented top and bottom. I'm sure it's just an angle thing, but I do like when specifically a flying saucer has that nice taper to it. 
Okay, okay. Yeah, this one's a little chunkier, I would say. This one's got a little more heft to it. This is like... I don't know, this is this is a UFO with some chunk in the trunk, because the trunk of this UFO is made to hold a lot of luggage for interstellar space travel. Yeah, no, this like this is probably a very practical choice. This is like the, this is the Nissan of <laughs> UFOs. Okay, I drive a Nissan. I love that. I love that. Yeah, I, and this is in there. That's the Ryan of UFOs. It is. How how quaint. How cute. That's me waving. Got my turtleneck on. Um, the I will say the um, you know what the the white strip of like the glare on the dome reminds me of. Uh, no, I don't. Tell me. It's just close enough to the alien's head that it makes me feel like it's a very hip hairstyle, almost. Like, you know the, uh, you know the albino guy in Venture Bros? Yeah, I know the, exactly. Like, the white hair off to the side? Like, that's what this reminds me of. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be able to tell you his name, but he always hangs out with that little guy that I don't like looking at. Uh, Billy Chris um, Boy. I think the dude's name is just Mr. White. Uh... I, th- I think um I think that's just what he's called, um, uh Pete White yeah Pete White. Um, All right. Um, I should be cosplaying Pete White. <laughs> he's such a good character. Should we chat about Samsung? Yeah yeah absolutely. Let's talk about let's talk about Samsung. I am of two minds on Samsung. One is that I like that they. Uh, sort of kept it simple with the amount of lights. I've decided that's my nitpick for this episode, and I'm sticking to it. Um, and the other thing that I'm like not sure about is the tone of their color on this one compared mm. to the other ones. Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Okay. How so? Well, I just I I just think personally, I prefer the lighter color. It might be just me but like that more closer to what google has than what apple or samsung have yeah i think that's a i think that's a good criticism you so you prefer more of like the blue than like the than like the gray you would say yeah i think i do it just gives it a bit more of a like i don't know it just makes it pop a bit more for me I don't know. I think the big problem with Samsung for me is that it's like the direct-to-DVD ripoff version of Apple's emoji. Um, it's almost exactly the same in terms of structure. It has the same color for like the dome and like the lights. Uh, it does not have the alien in the cockpit, but it does have a tractor beam. So whereas Apple is maybe like, you know, um, let's say Pacific Rim, Samsung is instead Atlantic Edge. You know, this <laughs> yeah, is okay. a, this is like oh, uh oh the 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 kaiju. I mean, they can still be called kaiju because that's like a public domain term. Uh, I mean, the, that is just a Japanese word, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. The kaiju are coming out of the Atlantic Ocean. We gotta send instead of the Jaegers. Oh, it's the hunters. They're gonna go out there and and kick some big butt. And watch out! Here comes um. What was what, instead of Idris Elba, it's gonna be like, um, like Donald. Uh, what was the guy from Scrubs? Don Don Do- Fa- Donald Faison. Donald Faison. Yeah, instead of Idris Elba, it's Donald Faison, and um, he- it is still Charlie Hunnam though. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're still able to get Charlie Hunnam. 
Yeah, I'm just saying, I would watch a Pacific Rim ripoff called Atlantic Edge starring Donald Faison. I mean, yeah, sure. I tried watching a game show that Donald Faison hosted, and it was not very good. I'm sure it wasn't. I I think he I is... like him. Uh-huh. He's charming, I... but it he just is. was not a very good show. He's a very charismatic person, and uh, I think Scrubs is generally a fairly funny show. I haven't seen a lot of it, but I am always very, very taken by him, I would say. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to. He he's got a he's got a magnetism. Hey, Donald Faison, come on the show. Donald Faison, come on the Emoji Drone. We we've been quoted in the Washington Post. We we have solved the mystery of JFK's murder at least two or three times on here. I would I've say. I've seen the episode of Scrubs that Brendan Fraser's in like three times. Okay. Um, I know that he's not like I'm I'm pitching to Donald. Um, Faison. Uh. I know that he doesn't feature heavily in that, but I figured I'd mention it because, like, that that give me some cool hey, cred. you know what? While we're throwing out invitations, Brendan Fraser, come on Emoji Drome. Yo, Brendan Fraser, come on Emoji Drome and take me to dinner. Yeah, I, I, you know, I feel bad for Brendan Fraser. That dude's been through some real bullshit. Uh, I just want to make sure he's okay, you know? Like, I yeah. like I like him a lot as a performer. I think he's an amazing actor. I feel really bad for his whole situation, and I feel bad for, like, him getting injured from doing his own stunts and stuff like that. I think he's I think he's incredible, though. I would I would love to meet Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, come on the show. Come on the show. Hi. Come we won't on. talk about Alf, promise. We will not talk about Alf um, unless you want to star in our Alf reboot that we're writing. Um, it's going to be even You can higher. voice Alf. Yeah, yeah. He's going to, instead of, uh, uh, instead of always, what was it, always loving fucking or something like that? Uh, yeah. It's going to, it's going to be always looking feet, I think. That's our new, that's our new mm, direction. Okay. Uh, let's move on. So the WhatsApp Flying Saucer, I think the best way to describe this is that it's the kind of UFO you would see in a game like Katamari or on sort of like a Japanese like arcade crane game machine. It's interesting that you jump to games because I do as well, but I think more Pajama Sam. Okay. I have no frame and, of reference um, for that. D- yeah, not Putt-Putt. No, none of the gigantic no, I uh, never, adventures or humongous. Never played any of those games. Um, the one I the one I always wanted to play, and I think this says a lot about me, was the one with the um, the one with the fox secret agent. Uh, I never played any of them though. But oh that one, yeah, that one always seemed cool. Was that was the one I was least interested in because yeah. I didn't like the fox. Yeah, was it just Spy Fox? I think it was just Spy Fox. I didn't like how he looked compared to the you know sort of charm of. Pajama Sam yeah, and Putt Putt, my I'm friend who say, goes to the moon. I'm gonna say Spy Fox is also a little pretentious. He looks like a he looks yeah. like a commercial mascot, not an actual game character. I think it was my inherent distrust of the upper class. Mm, that makes sense. That makes sense. I uh, I can relate. So tell me, uh, tell me what you think about this flying saucer. Then I think it's all right. I think it makes the Jetson noise when it flies. Okay. Um, like beep 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 beep. Yeah, like okay, you know. See, that was also very good. You're really good at doing the sound effects. Like I said, I learned from the best. Um, yeah. uh, shout out, shout out to Keith DeCarberry. He could make any noise ever made. Um, what I want to ask about WhatsApp is, what do you like? 
do you think that's a light at the end of the antenna? Do you think the antenna does anything like sp- like special? I think um, it, I think it lets them pirate cable easier. Okay, all right. I don't I, know. I'll accept it, that. It's a it's a hard sell for me on the antenna because if you're looking at this the way it's I think it's meant to be interpreted. That is an antenna on top of a glass dome, you know, and since that would be very hard to kind of facilitate, I can only assume that this dome is not glass, but instead is made of some, like, thicker, more stable material, you know? Yeah, maybe kind of like, um, you know how, you know how the, like, uh, astronauts' helmets look on the outside with the, like, shielding on it that's sort of... It's not quite like bronze, but it's got that sort of like copper reflective look to it. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Uh, it could be that. I um, think I think that's a possibility. I think the other possibility here is that instead of a functional antenna, this flying saucer has bought one of those little car topper things and have just <laughs> suction cupped it onto top of their dome. Well, now we have to ask: Does this does this UFO have track nuts? I don't know. See, that raises a big question for me because imagine, all right, hear me out. Imagine an alien species where the genitalia is a silver cone with a red ball on top, and then in that case, I think you do have kind of a truck nut situation here. These could be the truck nuts of some unfathomable. Uh, alien species that have genitalia similar to a human clown nose. And that raises a lot more questions than it answers for me, I believe. Yeah, I'd really rather if we didn't get answers to any of those questions on our show. Okay. Um, okay, that's fine. That's fine. As as we know, we are trying to get right with the Lord. Yes, yes. How could I forget that we are a Christian podcast? Mm-hmm. Um... How do you feel about Twitter? I think it's all right, but I also have a non-UFO object that I think it looks like. I I think this one's pretty bad for me. I think the perspective is a little too wonky on it. It looks kind of like a weird, like, potato covered in blue and silver tinfoil <laughs> being hoisted up by, like, Homer Simpson's, like, fat hands, you know? Um, yeah. Um, to me, what it looks like is one of those, have you ever, you know, when you go to the restaurant and you got to wait for a seat, um, and they give you the thing that's going to go beep, 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 when it like, it's time for you to go fill your mouth. Yeah. When Um, I'm, when I'm at Alf's Cosmic Diner at the theme park and I'm waiting for my, my special seat in the big boy section, this is the, this is the little buzzer they give me so I can get my Alf fries my Alf pudding, and of course, my my big, delicious Alf prime rib. I don't want to know any of the recipes for those. I, <laughs> you know, they say curiosity killed the cat, uh, and I'm no Alf sure has too. So I'm just gonna stay out of this one. Facebook doesn't look great either to me. If I'm being honest with you. So Facebook is interesting. Now tell me, Andy. This is going to be this is going to be one of our really obscure points of references that we sometimes bring up on the show, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that maybe some of our audience have seen this. 
But have you ever seen the clip from that one club that John Taffer talked about where <laughs> it was this club where a UFO came down and released a robot that would dance with people in the audience? Ryan, I swear to God, I think we talked about this very recently. We may have. We may have. I don't know. But Didn't we do the, the robot not too long ago? Uh... You know I what? feel like we talked about it at some point, in we, the, at, at least on this show before, but I do know what you're talking about. I'm sure we have. I'm sure we have. This is just a UFO that, like, descends from the roof at a rave and then, like, projects a blue light onto the dance floor and then immediately disappears. What I do like about it is that it's very sleek. Uh, there's no lights. It seems very well machined, you know? This is a this is a UFO for the modern alien, I would say. Like very well kept, very stylish. But it feels almost too clinical because it doesn't have a glass dome. It actually does just have like airplane windows around the top. Yeah. Um it looks to me like This looks like a fancy light that you install into like like a fancy light bulb that you install into like either like a thing in your kitchen or like you're outside of your in like your suburban fucking lawn um you 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 yuppie pig i don't know why this (laughs) took a turn like that anyway it just doesn't look like a ufo to me it looks like a utensil of some sort and it also looks kind of like a shower head it I don't know how to articulate my distaste for this thing, but it doesn't look like a UFO. That's that. Yeah, it's just too, it's just too, like, too much. Too much. Um, it's too modern, too sleek, and too, too, it's like the, ironically, this is like the Apple store of the flying saucer emoji. You know what, I had to go to an Apple store recently to get a repair done. The amount of people in the Apple store at like 11.30 on a Wednesday was obscene. It's it's unreal. There's no reason for there to be that many people in an Apple store at that time of a weekday. It's it's bananas. I, I, I don't know why these people do it. I don't know what it is. Everyone looking at the fucking iPhone 11 or whatever... Uh, it's, it's too much. This, I sound like an old man here. I sound like an old guy being like, you dang (laughs) kids on your iPhones. I'm getting, I'm getting really close to that prospector character we had a few weeks back. Um, uh, cornhole or whatever, uh, curly cornhole with the curse of cornhole's gold. I I don't think, I don't quite think we're ready to bring him back yet. I, um... I really don't remember Curly Cornhole, Ryan, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> yeah, was that not one of our staying bits on Emoji Drome? One of our one of our really powerful jokes that just keep coming back. I can't say I really can't say it has. Okay. Um, okay. Why don't we just go ahead and move on to the Joy Pixels Flying Saucer, which does just kind of feel like a bathtub that got made into a UFO. Oh, okay. See, I'm thinking traffic light. You and I are on really different wavelengths tonight, but I like it. It um, makes things interesting. I do see the traffic light because the lights are red, yellow, and green, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. And to me, the tractor beam does kind of just look like a pole going straight through it because uh-huh. the color, the way the color tapers off. Um... Obviously, the dimensions are a little different, but, like, whatever. Um, either way, 
just thought I would uh, mention that. I don't think this is actually a UFO. Yeah, I think maybe you're right. I think maybe this is like a traffic light styled after a UFO, maybe at a theme park or like on a roller coaster tycoon sort of thing, you know, when you're theming your park as kind of a science fiction type uh, type deal. This is kind of what you put in there. But as an actual functional UFO, I just can't see it. Just can't see it. Yeah, uh, it's it's just like weak. It's either this is either a blimp or a traffic light, but it is a pretender no matter what. Open Moji is an enemy from asteroids. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Explain. Oh, I just think it looks very simplistic, and it looks like something you could shoot in an at- in an Atari game. Okay, but like that's not an insult. Like it is discernibly what it is trying to be here—a thing that like a thing that like some open emoji stuff has struggled with in the past. So I think this is one of their better ones, but it's that's not saying a ton, right? Yeah, I think it just kind of comes with the territory in terms of them being so simplistic. I don't dislike this one. This one looks like something I would kind of doodle if I was just going for the most simple UFO possible. And I think it has a charm that we really haven't seen with most of their other emoji as of yet. So I think it gets points for me in that regard, but there's just some really stiff competition this week, you know? And because of that, I think it's fine. I think it's serviceable, but I don't know how well it stands up to the more intricate designs we see of a lot of these other emoji. Yeah, it just it doesn't do a ton. Um, what emoji? Can you describe emoji Dex's situation? Yeah, absolutely. Emoji Dex looks less like a flying saucer and more like a very weird hat. It's like kind of a flat, like you know the you know the logo for Pizza Hut where it has that kind of red hat style shape. Yeah. This is just that, but silver with a blue stripe and then three yellow circles hanging off of it. It's okay. um, it's interesting because it does remind me of the kind of UFO design you see in Animal Crossing, actually. Like, if you get the UFO item in an Animal Crossing game, it does have this kind of, like, hat-shaped thing with a few yellow lights underneath it, which I think is really cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this scenario, though, it just looks like a version of a car drawn by a kindergartner who didn't know how to draw a car. Thank you. Three-wheel car. Three-wheel car. Three-wheel car. That's all I can say is three-wheel car. Um, this, you know, JFK... JFK would have been able to dodge the bullet a lot easier if he had been in a smaller, more maneuverable three-wheel car. <laughs> I th- yeah, well, the three-wheel car is constantly spinning. That's how it, it yeah. can, maintains momentum. He'd be much harder to hit. Yeah, yeah, that would have to be a real 360 no-scope by, by our man Lee. He would have had to have really, like, uh, traced, traced him on that one. I, I guess the term would be lead, where you, like, lead, you lead him or something like that, but... If JFK is in the fucking like Mad Hatter teacups at Disney World, but you know spinning spinning down uh, the avenue in Dallas, you know that's a moving target. That's a that's a much higher a much higher level of security that I just don't think the FBI, the CIA, and the Secret Service were considering at the time. We could have saved JFK. We absolutely could have saved JFK. I don't know why they didn't just call us. They should have gotten in touch um, with our previous version of this show, which was just called Emoji Dome, 
which I believe was being made on public AM radio at the time of the JFK assassination. Yeah, uh, there, there, was um, only, there was only one episode of Emoji Dome. They just talked about the smiley face, and uh, that was it. But we took up the mantle, and we're continuing their work. That was your uh, great-great-grandfather, right? That hosted yeah. Emoji Dome? Yeah, uh, good old, good old... Brian McDermott? Yeah, Grandpappy Emoji. That's what we called him. Oh, okay. And that's what led you to this. You had to just find someone else to bear the curse, and that's why I'm here. I just had um, to follow my calling, you know? You did. You know who also really followed their calling? Uh-huh. Whoever designed the Emojipedia UFO? Yeah. Because what we have here is a robot burger. It is very much like a robot burger. Uh, I kind of... This one is just silly enough to have a real charm to it, I would say. A very small dome, big, big UFO body, which I'm a, I'm a fan of. It's a real chonker. It's like a real hefty UFO bod. Um, Baby got Interstellar back on this one. Now, this is a ride with some bass-boosted speakers, I would say. Uh, yeah, this has whatever the UFO equivalent of hydraulics is. This has VTOL. <laughs> yeah, this is the emoji that comes, like, rolling down the block, like, hovering off the ground. It hovers off the ground at least 50 feet, but for some reason it's still, like, kind of bouncing up and down a bit, you know? Um, this, this, this UFO has been tricked out, I would say. It's got the red lights, it's got the glowing dome, got the tractor beam. Got that big, big, I, I guess chassis would be the word for it. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd accept that. I, you know, this one's this one's pretty great, to be honest, but I don't think it's, like, legitimately it's, great. It's just so charming. It's so funny. It's, it's fun. It's it very is. fun. Um, and that's, you know what? That's the best I can say. It takes a unique approach. Yeah, no, it definitely, it's unique. Um, I, you know, I, what, well, I'm trying to be nice here. Um, it's, you know, it's extant, it's there, and you can look at it, and it's a completed emoji. Yeah, I think that'll probably about do it for Emojipedia, which means it is time to pick our favorites and least favorites, Andy. Uh, I feel pretty good about these flying saucers. So why don't we go ahead and start by getting the worst out of the way and pick our least favorite emoji this week. Yeah, um, I guess that's, I'm going first, is that? Uh, if you have one on hand, sure. Go, sure, go yeah, I, I wasn't sure if you were throwing that to me there. Personally speaking, uh, this week there were a few ones that I didn't love, but out of all of them, the one I loved the least was Twitter. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I can say about the websites I visit as well, but that doesn't stop me from going back. So, hey, Twitter, at least I'm noticing you. <laughs> yeah, I think Twitter's a good choice this week. It does feel like the UFO was kind of squashed a bit, like like it got stepped on, you know? Yeah, it just, it's off. There is certainly something off about this emoji. I think, um, I think I'm going to agree that uh, Twitter is a bad one this week. I am going to go the other side and pick Emoji Dex, though. Emoji okay. Dex is like... I don't know. I guess you could recognize that it's a UFO, but it's so... It's just Three-wheel so, car. Yeah, it just really is JFK's conceptual three-wheel car. 
this is what he should have rolled up to that meeting about the Cuban Missile Crisis in, because they would have known he meant fucking business. Like, damn. Oh my god. He drives a three-wheel car. This dude doesn't give a fuck. We better be careful. Uh, he is not affected at all by centrifugal force. No, absolutely not. Um, this is definitely a three-wheel car that means business, but in terms of it being a flying saucer, I don't think it quite cuts the mustard for me this week. Yeah, that's a pretty fair assessment. Yeah, we are nothing if not fair on this show, so let us continue to be fair, Andy, and pick our favorite flying saucers this week. What do you think? So, I'm going to sound like a big hypocrite because I picked on it really early on, but uh, looking back through everything, it's actually a pretty solid standout. Um, Google, congratulations. You are the winner. I think Google Um, is really good. That ghostly green glow is, is fantastic. I like it. I still do think it would be better with just the line or just the um, sort of dot lights, but it still looks the best out of all of them. Uh, so it's getting my award for this week. Ryan, are you echoing that sentiment or do you pick something else this week? No, I'm actually going to pick one that I feel like sometimes gets picked and sometimes doesn't, um, which you know tells you nothing. It's a very redundant statement. I'm actually going to pick with our first one out of the gate here this week and say Apple. I really like this sleek, like, interstellar metal design that it has. I like the blue shades. I like the little lights on the bottom. And that little that little alien dude throwing up the horns is really getting it across the finish line for me this week. I think it Very does it, fair. I think it does a great job of having that there, but having him be obscured by the the, the mistiness of the dome. So it could be a friendly alien, it could be a scary alien, like you just don't know. And I think that kind of ambiguity is exactly what I'm looking for on this episode of Unsolvable Mysteries. Oh, Hell yeah, I like it. That's a good pick. Um, I, di- I do like the detail of uh, Little Alien Fella, so mm-hmm. I'm glad think, to see it's being yeah, rewarded. I think that one's really great. All right, well, that kind of does it for our choices this week. And as always, it brings us into our questions section, Andy. Are you ready to take some listener questions? I'm, uh, like always, I am uh, excited and worried. Yeah, yeah, that generally I don't, I I just, I don't know what the listeners are going to bring into my life, you know? Yeah, I would say excited and worried generally explains the mood when we are kind of discussing our listener questions because we get some real good ones. We get some real terrifying ones, too, I would say. This week, though, uh, we're going to start off with a pretty pretty easy one, I would say. As always, you can send in questions to at Emojidrome on Twitter. We will always kind of put out the questions post before we record. Uh, this one comes in from at night and Jim on Twitter who asks, which one of these dudes is on the run from a space parking ticket? Then uh, at Lanyon comes in with a reply, which one is the cop saucer that gave them the ticket? Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, man. Uh, I so I think that Joy Pixels is the cop for sure that has traffic officer written all over it. <laughs> yeah, with the three color um, lights. Uh huh, and I'm thinking I think Apple might be the one who is on the run. Apple seems like they're really going full tilt, like looking at the way their UFO is positioned. Uh-huh. I, uh huh. I personally, that's my pick. Do you do you agree, or you got something other in mind? Uh, I would I would mostly agree. Um, I would maybe say that 
uh, emoji decks is the one getting ticketed because they're like, hey, you can't drive a three-wheeled car in this zone. This is for flying saucers only. And so they had to, like, pivot and use their centrifugal force to <laughs> escape and get on the run from this traffic-like cop saucer. Okay, so I think that covers uh, at least our sort of... Um police drama procedural sure 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 yeah. next time on traffic saucer on traffic saucer do we have any more questions let's not uh, dwell on what i just said yeah uh the next one comes in from at b wilshire who asks which one would make the best frisbee ultimate or otherwise um i think mm. again hmm. well twitter Probably. Twitter. Yeah, that is a very flat flying saucer. I think emoji decks also could if you sort of uh sanded off the wheels. Um but Twitter far and away just jumps right out as as the best pick for frisbeeing. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The next question we have comes in from at uh Karamalamit on Twitter who asks which would be the most fun to ride in after being abducted? Oh. Uh, see, none of these look very spacious. And, like, no offense, but, like, I'm assuming in an abduction wheel I've just met, and I don't really want an alien all up in my business. Um, <laughs> well, that being said... Let's assume. Let's assume that all the ones with the domes, those domes are actually, like, 50 feet across. So there's a lot of space in there. Okay, but that does make Microsoft's alien terrifyingly large. Um, I am going to go... I want to go with WhatsApp because, one, I feel like the Jetson sound would um, calm me a little. Uh But also, like, I don't know. I just feel like it would be a silly ride as opposed to a potentially life-threatening one. I think think they would pull you up and they'd be like, hey, friend... You want some of this space snacks that we've got here? We've got Polorpian Crunch. We've got we've got little uh, fruits from Venus. We have we have Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, of course, being a universal constant, you can find that all over the galaxy. And they've got some they've got some fine rare meats in there, and you just kind of hang out and you party with them, and you play the alien equivalent of Just Dance eighteen. Oh. And it's a it's a good time. Is that specifically your sort of, like, vintage of Just Dance? <laughs> I don't know how many Just Dances there have been at this point. Um, there could have been three, there could have been 50, and I would be none the wiser. Oh, man, you said 18 as in, like, a sequel number 18. I just assumed they'd moved to years at this point. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me, uh... And they I, had, and they had. They Since have, 2014, yeah. they've well, been let's... doing numbers. Why don't we pull up the Just Dance 2018 song list and we can see what kind of bangers we've got on here. Wow, they're about to release the 10th Just Dance. Congratulations, Ubisoft. You've Congratulations, Ubisoft. Can't wait to hear that one at E3. Uh, so Just Dance 2018. I'll, I'll pull out a couple a couple. It's got Bubble here. Pop. That's it's a got, good it does have Another One Bites the Dust by Queen. Uh, it does have Blue Dabba D. Uh, by Hit the Electro Beat, so it is a cover. Um, we've got um, uh, Despacito is on there. Um, Footloose, another cover. 
In the Hall of the Pixel King, which I have to assume is a dubstep remix of In the Hall of the Mountain King. Oh, God. Uh, Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. Uh, What else do we have here? Uh, Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Oh, God. This is Uh, a bad one, Ryan. And then, of course, who could forget uh, the 2010 FIFA World Cup song, Waka Waka This Time for Africa by Shakira on the 2018 edition of Just Dance, a full eight years after the release of that song. Okay. Um, I'd say it's a pretty good choice. You you can't go wrong with Shakira on your dance game, I guess, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, Shakira, Shakira. Um, Oh, Baby Shark is in the new one. uh Uh-huh. There's also a kids mode... Uh, which does include Who Let the Dogs Out, uh, which is a cover, uh, YMCA, This is Halloween by Danny Elfman, uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb, uh, I Like to Move It uh, from the Madagascar movie, Ghostbusters, uh, the Fraggle Rock theme for some reason, and then of course, who could forget, also Waka Waka, this time for Africa, but the kids version. Hmm. I mean, you know, you got to make sure it's appropriate for the children. Mm. Uh, Shakira, famously, terrible potty mouth. Um, (laughs) I am really trying to find the best song that's ever been in Just Dance. And despite them having a uh, cover of September, if it's not the original, I'm not going to count it. Um, September well, would be the winner, by the way, if they had yeah. it. But otherwise, I'm going. I'm probably going to go with Bubble Pop because they have the original. Mm-hmm. I got really excited. I thought they had Maps by uh, the AAS, which won. Really avant-garde choice for this type of game. Uh, but uh-huh. it turned out it was by Maroon Five, and I've never felt more betrayed. That is a uh, that that is a bit of a betrayal, I would say. I will also say the first Just Dance had some real hits. Um, Cotton Eye Joe, Dare by Gorillas, mm-hmm. Eye of the Tiger. Um, Heart of Glass by Blondie. That may actually be the best song that's ever been in a Just Dance game, Heart of Glass by Blondie. Um, then, of course, Just Dance 2 had the classic Come On Eileen uh, and Funky Town. But again, Funky Town is a cover. So our next question is going to come in from Twitter user at Excursion, who asks, In the eventual Emoji Drone co-host X-Files spinoff, which of you is the wise-cracking cynical skeptic, and which of you is the passionate do-right who just wants to believe? Oh gosh. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I have to be this. I'm sorry if we're doing. I'm, 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 I'm Scully. I'm you gotta sorry. be Scully. You I have be to be Scully. Scully. Are you kidding me? I'd look yeah. great as a redhead. Yeah, um, I agree. I'll be Mulder. I don't care. I mean. He's he's a fucking dork, but I think he's funny. <laughs> hey, oh no, also, Mulder's incredible. While we're at it, while we're at it, David Duchovny, uh, come on the Moji room. Give me a give me a call. Hey, while we're there, Jillian Anderson, come on Emoji Drone. <laughs> give me a call. Yeah, please. Hey, remember God. what I said about Brett and Fraser taking me to dinner? Jillian Anderson, take me anywhere. Yeah, yeah. My God, I don't know. I don't know. I would David Duchovny. Like it would have to be, it would have to be X Files era David Duchovny, you know. I I don't think I I really like David Duchovny in that era. Unfortunately, I do not think he has aged into Daddy Duchovny. Which no, is, he hasn't. 
yeah that's kind of the that's kind of the real shame here uh so yeah i guess i guess in that case you're scully and i'm Mulder. then oh, yeah? we we have a very intro introspective question from at birdlord 5000 who says do you believe or do you just want to believe are we gonna get like in our deep feelings about aliens right now? Because I'm mean, willing to. My 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 opinion on aliens is that they exist. They're out there. Whether they are actually coming to Earth in UFOs or not, I think is up for debate. I do think UFOs as an unidentified flying object are obviously a real thing. I don't know if they are actually aliens or what they are, but I I will come out here and just say yeah, I think aliens are real. They're they're out there. If the universe is truly infinite, there is no way we are the only, like, sentient race in the entire fucking universe, you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I, I fully believe in aliens. Um, I would love it if, um, they were real and among us. Uh, but I don't think they are. And I would love for, hey, aliens, if you're listening... Um, take me to dinner sometime. Yeah, come on Emojidrome. Come on Emojidrome. I feel like I've made my preferences fairly clear on this show at this point. Hey, aliens, my DMs are open. I just do so like know. that we've, we're both inviting people onto the show and just openly being the thirstiest, uh, alive. Well, hey, um, you, you know what they say, art has to evolve to stay relevant. We are just continuing to take this show into new territory, I think. This is our this exactly. is our this is us kind of feeling things out. We're mutating, we're evolving, and we are slowly but surely becoming emoji drome 2.0, I would say. The next version. I uh I like that attitude. I like that. I like that belief. Do we do we have like one more we can we can hit them with before we go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. This one comes in from at Finreliania on Twitter, who asks, "Which one do you think are just next generation detergent pod designs?" Oh, mm. I feel like again, Twitter probably, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say maybe also, maybe Emojipedia. Maybe it's like a big, like a big sack of gray liquid, and then a tiny sack of blue liquid on the top, and it's just like a weird detergent pod, you know? Yeah, yeah. It this more it feels more like if we're talking, are we, we're talking about laundry pods, right? Yeah, like like detergent pod. I guess we could also discuss which one is most like a futuristic washing machine, but I think like specifically detergent pods is the aim of this question. Well, that's. That's what I'm saying is, tw- like, Twitter, to me, um, to me, looks like it could be a dishwasher detergent as opposed to oh, laundry detergent. Okay. Um, I think Emojipedia, for sure, has got the sort of, like... Bulbousness. Yeah, it's got that sort of, like, chub, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 I think that about does it for questions on this week's episode of Emoji Drome. Yeah, probably. As always, you can find us on Twitter at Emoji Drome, where you can send us questions uh, either through our tweets or by DM. Uh, we also have an email, emojidrome at gmail.com. I do believe, you know, we talked about a lot about the JFK assassination. I believe that we actually got an email recently with someone, like, outlining a theory for how JFK was killed. Uh, so maybe we'll bring that up next week. I'll make a note of it. 
Um, Please do. I'm like, I'm so upset right now. It's um, it's from the same person who sent us the Scooby Doo smoking weed manifesto, uh, and the title. Okay, is... maybe maybe I should be a little less because if I'm remembering correctly, that was anti Andy in its in its thesis. So so this is a very a very 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 long email. Um, uh, I probably should have remembered this because there's a lot of talk about time travel and the Jetsons on here, but I will start by outlining the title, which is. On the subject of the assassination of JFK by the professional wrestler, The Big Show. So, uh, let's put a pin in that. Let's put a pin in that, and next week we'll kick off talking yet again about John F. Kennedy's untimely assassination. I mean, as what else would you expect from an emoji podcast? Andy, is there anything else you want to add as we wrap this one up? Yeah, I would like to say if you want to support the show, you can over at patreon.com slash emojidrome. We do a Death Note podcast for our patrons there, as well as at the end of each month, we let our patrons vote in a poll to pick which emoji we do. Yeah. Um, I will say things slowed down a little this month um, for personal reasons. Uh, my schedule just got very... Um, very chaotic for a bit and so i'm trying to get things back under control so i'm working on the latest episode of hold the cell which we recorded like ages ago and we're going to be recording another one soon um so that's just my little apology for the delays on things um and thank you to everyone for understanding yeah thank you all for listening it really means a lot to us to see this emoji podcast have an actual following (laughs) which is really funny to say um andy thank you as always for being my co-host uh, thank you everyone for tuning in and telling a friend about the show remember uh, i think we decided last week our sign off on the show now is stay nasty stay so, nasty so remember to stay nasty we'll see you next week mm-hmm.